no matter what else is going on out there, I'm this this crazy spiritual being, this consciousness in a body, and I get to like breathe in air, and that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm Trevor Algott, and coming up in episode 264, I sit down for part one of my chat with producer, executive coach, and performance consultant Michael Balshin. Michael does a lot of different things, but as you'll hear, we quickly get to the heart of, coincidentally, what he and I both feel is the quickest and surest way to level up in life, in relationships, and in career, and that is mindfulness. In part one today, Michael and I chat about how he got his start in life, and we get a nice feel for his philosophy, which is probably best summed up this way, never-ending improvement. If one of your New Year's resolutions is to be more present, mindful, and intentional, then this interview series is for you. Stay with us. Support for this episode of Inside Acting comes from Rehearsal Pro, the next version of Rehearsal, the essential app for actors, which is now available in the iTunes App Store. If you want to learn your lines, if you want to be off book for your auditions, explore your character, make stronger choices, and really up your chances of going into the room and booking the office. This is the app for you. Rehearsal.pro slash IAP. Go there right now to learn all about the kick-ass new features in this newest version of Rehearsal, as well as a new a few new features that will be coming out very, very soon that I think everybody's going to be stoked about. I've been uh, fortunate enough to be testing some of these features, and uh, they're, they're pretty game-changing. So check it out. Rehearsal.pro slash IAP. It's a groundbreaking app. It's designed by actors for actors. Get it, live it, love it. Thank us later. Rehearsal.pro slash IAP. So hey guys, it's Trev. Uh, short and sweet this week. We've got a really awesome interview series coming up with Michael Balshin. He and I had a great Oh, God, it must have been like an hour and 20 minutes or so that we chatted yesterday all about mindfulness, all about intentionalism, which is not a word. I just made that up. But it's really, really, if you ask me and if you ask Michael, it's really the core of a rewarding life uh, and career. And like I said, you know, in the intro, in relationships as well, it's like once you're mindful and intentional about what you're doing, you catch yourself in these habitualized, triggered responses to all the stuff that life throws at us every day. You really have the opportunity to take things to the next level and create your life, design it from a quiet, powerful, peaceful place. I know I probably sound a little new agey right now, but I really, really believe in this stuff. Uh, I'm personally, as you'll hear me say in the interview, I'm personally on like a 567 day streak with meditation right now. And and it's just been a real game changer for me. So I'm excited to be sharing this interview with the community. So as far as updates go, AJ has a quick snippet that he recorded that he sent me that I'm going to play in just a moment here. But uh, quick updates on me, just because I know there might be a person out there, too, who are wondering. Um, 
Uh, geez, man, voiceover has really been uh, taking up most of my time lately, and in a very good way. It's it's paying actually most of my bills this month. It's been good to me these past uh, I don't know forty five days or so. And uh, in addition to that, uh, the the um, first class of the VO to Go Go curriculum kicks off this year. Then we're doing something cool this year. I, I alluded to it not too long ago on the podcast, but we're flipping the classroom, which means that essentially instead of coming in to the class and then learning all the material right there and then hopping on the mic and applying it like right away, you actually learn the material ahead of time online at your own pace from your own home in your pajamas or whatever. You learn it to, you know before you come in. And then when you come in, you just bring in the questions that you have, things that you want to explore, go deeper on, and we talk about that, we explore that, and we spend most of the time, if not all the time, on the mic, uh, really working in those um, those ideas and implementing all those things. So I'm really excited for how this is this is going to go. I think it's really going to be a game changer. I say that word a lot, don't I, game changer? I think it's going to be a big deal as far as really helping people apply the things they learn with this voiceover stuff. And voiceover is kind of starting to become my main bread and butter. And that's a really nice feeling. Um, I really believe in this curriculum. So check it out if you haven't already, vo2gogo.com. Of course, you guys know that you can add a slash start to the end of that URL to get the free starter course. Join me in class. The next class is this coming Sunday, the 29th of January. You can jump in anytime because now all the learning is done online at your own pace, but I would love to see you in class with me in Hollywood at 5 p.m., usually the third or fourth Sunday of the month. Uh, Lastly, uh, I've been doing a lot of writing. A while ago, I I finished uh, National Novel Writing Month, and I put down about 54,000 words of a memoir, which was just about the first couple years of my life in L.A., Really a two-month period or so in there that was just filled with gnarliness um, because I was a puppy and a kid and a people pleaser and I didn't know what to do or how to read people and I just, I kind of made a lot of bad choices in my desperation to make a success of this whole acting thing and it's it's something I've been carrying with me for a long time and I, I finally you know a year or two ago put it all down in writing in just a big kind of vomit draft and through the process of doing the morning pages in the artist's way which we're all doing together in the membership right now you'll hear aj talk about this in his catch-up segment in just a moment i'm really kind of gaining more courage and finding myself much more easily able to communicate ideas and concepts and feelings and experiences and i'm judging myself a lot less harshly and I find myself being far more creative in, in little ways throughout the day. And one way that this is manifesting is, of course, with the voiceover work, but also with me finally having the balls to reopen this this manuscript, this rough draft of this memoir and start really reworking it, adding some structure to it and revisiting it and tightening things up and making it into something that I can then take to the next level. And I'm thinking big with this, guys. I'm thinking like, I want to actually, I want to get an agent. I want to learn how to um, submit to publishers. I want to get a book deal for this. Why not? You know, there's the self-publishing option, but I really want to see where I can go with this. I, I really am beginning to see myself as much more of a of a writer and a voiceover artist first, and then all the other stuff kind of second. So that's what's new in my world. Um, Excited now to hear from AJ. Uh, he's got some some interesting things to share on his journey with The Artist's Way and The Morning Pages. So I'm going to toss the mic over to him. Hey guys, it's AJ. I don't have a lot to update in terms of anything acting specific 
got a couple of auditions, some play readings I'm involved with and uh, some things I'm putting on tape and classes, workshops, you know, the usual stuff. So instead, I wanted to talk about the 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 artist way cluster creative cluster that we've got going on in the membership and more specifically than that talk about the impact that it's having on me right now and and therefore extending um a sort of i guess you would call it recommendation or big learn from the week to all of you the biggest thing that i wanted to impress upon every single one of our listeners is you know we've talked a lot about on the podcast about acting being autobiography and how the most interesting stuff about us is the the stuff we typically don't like about our stuff uh, ourselves right like the, the the ugly stuff the warts the blemishes the things we'd rather sort of keep from the outside world and one thing that i'm noticing about this journey through the artist's way is that introspection and self-awareness and really getting underneath the crap that is all piled on top of our authentic selves is the key to unlocking our greatest artistic uh, our greatest artistic potential really so however that manifests in your life and and by that I mean the things that are holding you back whether or not you're aware of it that's step one is is getting to okay figuring out what exactly is is holding me back and am i willing to really look at it a lot of us tend to avoid the stuff that we find to be uh scary or um you know we if if something's holding us back there's there's usually a payoff for that and so we uh, we avoid looking at it because it's easier to just go along with what we've always known as opposed to grow you know julie cameron talks about there being a lot of pain and growth and that going sane sometimes makes you feel crazy. Um, that's a direct quote from the, from the book. The artist way is not the only way, but it is important that you find what can work for you in terms of shaking things up, having breakthroughs, um, having breakdowns that lead to breakthroughs and doing whatever it takes to really get to the the heart of the matter and typically you'll find it in the scariest of places and i think that's why many of us don't end up doing it so if there's something that you feel is holding you back and you you know that up to this point it has been much easier for you to just go along with it because there's a big enough payoff that you're willing to just accept it, then my challenge to you, my invitation to you is to really get underneath what's causing that thing, you know, whether it be procrastination or a lack of self-worth or a lack of confidence or, um, you know, who knows, um, really figuring out what that thing is, why, what the payoff is and why you've allowed it to continue for so long and then do the work do the work, do the work, do the work to get underneath it. And it takes time. It takes being consistent and it takes time. Um, and finding what works to to have those breakthroughs. So whether it's journaling, you know, the morning pages have been huge for me, 
or whether it's reading uh, books on the subject or having some kind of experiential something. But I can almost guarantee you that your greatest artistic achievements are on the other side. And we're here. Trevor's here. I'm here. We're here to support you. And I believe in you. One of the most powerful insights I had from doing The Artist's Way, uh, not only the last time, but when I attempted it many times before, was that understanding that AJ just mentioned, which is, what's the payoff for staying stuck? When you're angry, or you're judging someone, or you're, you're feeling trapped in a job, or a career, uh, or a stagnation of some kind, whenever you're really experiencing anything negative, it's so powerful to ask yourself, what's the payoff for me staying here, for me nursing this emotion? What's the payoff? What am I getting out of this? Ooh, that's a noodle bake. So thank you, AJ, for sharing that. Uh, and again, for any of you listening that um, would like to join us in the artist's way uh, in the membership, please do. If you're not a member yet, you can sign up at insideacting.net slash members. And uh, we'd love to see you in there and go on this journey with us. All right. It is time to chat with Michael Balshin part one of our chat, which again is all about mindfulness and meditation. We even take you through a little meditation in this interview segment. So enjoy part one today, guys, with my chat with Michael Balshin, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey everybody, this is Trev, and I'm really stoked to be on one end of a Skype call with Michael Balshin, who is a producer, executive coach, and performance consultant. And actually, Michael, we were just talking before we started recording, and and describing you as a producer, executive coach, and performance consultant is really just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot of things that you are involved in, that you're about, and a lot of sort of the deep inner work stuff that we've been talking about on the show over the past few years. So really, really excited to have you and to, to dive deep today. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm, I'm super excited, honored to be here. I love what you guys are doing. So lots to talk about here. I was looking at your website, and you've got a lot of really wonderful sort of wisdom nuggets, for lack of a better description, on there, and, and some great blog posts, and you're big into med meditation and acceptance, and would I would stoicism even be something that you would think would apply to you? Yeah, for sure. There's just so much to explore here, so I'm really excited, but in order to sort of find a way into these, these varied sort of topics, let's go ahead and start at the beginning and uh, give us a little bit of a primer on how you kind of got started on the path that you're on. You know, depending on how, how far back you want to go, it started growing up just in the Midwest and with this, you know, amazing, um, amazing family and grew up in a town called Springfield, Ohio, which is um, it won the award for like the most average American town. That's where the Simpsons are from, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So we, there, there was a debate for a long time. I think that they Springfield, Oregon was the one that actually like won. I think they had a contest a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, but we like to argue uh, for a long time that they are from there. Um and and kind of did did everything growing up as a result of my parents kind of 
kind of saying, hey, you should do this and this and this. And, and me just like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. That got me to Harvard, had a great time at Harvard, this kind of magical place that I was not a goal at all, but but just kind of checked the box for common application and got in. So I was like, cool, I'll go here. Um, graduated from there, went to Chicago, um, where I worked as a, a gold and oil commodity trader for about seven years, doing a lot of stuff on the side while I was trading, including this production company with one of my roommates from college, actually, Eric Schultz. We were really close in school and, and he film was his passion. And I was like, dude, I don't like whatever you want to do. I, I'd love to support you. Um, no matter what it was, it happened to be film. And so uh, he was writing a script, bouncing ideas back and forth. And it got to the point where it was like, OK, we've got this script that's in a pretty good spot. And what's the next place to go with it? And as well, we can either try and sell it or start a production company. And the next time we chatted, he's like, hey, start a production company. <laughs> um, that's awesome. We've had, you know, a ton of success. We've been fortunate to partner with a lot of great people, which I think is, you know, relationships are the key to everything. Uh, eventually left the trading industry, started uh, an executive coaching and leadership consulting practice, um, which was something I always felt called to do, but um, had a little bit of imposter syndrome and also didn't have the courage to, to actually go for it um, until I did. The blog was a part of that, started writing four years ago, just a way to really just explore all these ideas that, that I was seeing online and to, to try and get a better understanding of, of them myself um, and, and hopefully have other people benefit from it. It's been an awesome experience. You know, they say, and I can't remember who, who I heard this from first, but essentially like, I don't know what I think until I write it. Like, I think I know what I think, but it's not until I actually go to write and say like, oh, oh, I actually have no idea. Um, yeah. And so to force yourself to, to, to put cohesive thoughts on a paper really clarifies your thinking. Yeah, I, I just shared that quote on my Twitter like three or four weeks ago, that exact quote. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's so true. Like sometimes we need to get it out to understand what it really is that we're sort of cradling there. Really interesting journey that you've had. Uh, it, it sounds almost like you were sort of, um, if we sort of look at the, the Elizabeth Gilbert, uh, you know, jackhammer versus uh, hummingbird uh, analogy mm -hmm. or approaches to life, it sounds like you're more on the hummingbird spectrum. I actually don't. What's the jack? jackhammer and hummingbird i love gilbert's big magic but i don't know i don't remember that yeah i, I don't know if that was included in the book but she did a, a famous uh talk on for for oprah's uh super soul sunday and she basically talked about how you know a lot of her advice used to revolve around like find your passion and then just hammer away at it just you know find mm -hmm. what you love and do that and a lot of people she found did that that approach didn't resonate with them they didn't know how to identify their passion and they were much more interested in dabbling here and dabbling there and exploring this and exploring that and leaning into these impulses and inner nudges that they had and so she defines the passion people as the jackhammer people and the hummingbirds as the people that kind of dabble for lack of a better term and then and then in their dabbling end up you know uh, uh cultivating an entire forest of of interests and and uh, also kind of cross-pollinating many artistic other other people's artistic journeys flutter from flower to flower that that's awesome um yeah i mean that that's exactly it you know i when i was um, very early on in my trading career and i i love that that industry I really it was great to me and, and it was competitive and fast paced and all these kind of fun things that I that I really loved. But there was a piece missing of like producing something, you know, some some sort of higher purpose or or contributing to the world other than 
um, you know, making financial gains, which you can use as energy to to create as well. And there's there's a side of that that's 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 worth honoring. But really started thinking, okay, well, what else is out there? And really quickly realized that there's just so much wisdom. Um, you know, we sit on this two three thousand year collection of of human experiences and thought. And like, surely some people have had some brilliant ideas. And so I thought. I better get really good at learning, you know, took some speed reading courses, memory optimization, uh, optimal learning strategies, and just just dove in and, and read kind of across the board, um, the 300 book summaries and was taking courses online on everything from quantum mechanics to philosophy to project management, uh, film studies, psychology, just, you know, across the board, not knowing like, what am I passionate about? Um, and even had that a fear around like, if I don't know what I'm passionate about, how can I ever do that? Like everyone says, follow your passion and live your passion. It's like, shit, I don't know my passion. Like I can't ever live it if I don't know it. But just, just, just trying to learn. Um, and, and not just, just like take in the information, but actually practice it, apply it to my own life. And the more that I kind of talked with people, the more that, that certain things tended to, to resonate and really add value to their life. The current business is a, a coaching and consulting model. Um, I'm sure that will shift and and pivot in the in the years to come, just as the world changes. You've got such a multifaceted journey, and I do want to definitely touch on the uh, producer aspect of your journey because I think a lot of our listeners will really tune into that. But you also have written a book recently on meditation. Yeah, I actually just I just meditated before getting on this call. Uh, just a short one, like ten minutes. Um, I'd had a bunch of client calls earlier in the day and it just it's a great way to, to get a little reset in the afternoon I, i'm i'm all in on meditation it was one of the first things i found that really helped me manage the stress during trading um i've meditated i think maybe three years three and a half years now without missing a day i i use a, like a headband half the time to measure my brain waves oh cool kind of have you get one of those <laughs> yeah. yeah um but just just you know, to take some time and, and like to sit and breathe and to recognize no matter what else is going on out there, I'm this, this crazy spiritual being, this consciousness in a body and I get to like breathe in air and that's pretty sweet, <laughs> um, to create a little bit of space between myself and my thoughts and to recognize that like every thought that I have isn't necessarily true. Um, and also that like, I don't have to listen to it. So somebody cuts me off in traffic rather than getting pissed off and honking the horn and road rage or, you know, whatever. Sometimes it's like a fun, like, I wonder what's going on in his life that makes him feel the need to like drive recklessly. Yeah. Just ha have a little bit, a little bit more mindfulness and creates a little bit more calm and, and all these, these things that meditation is just so beneficial for. Is there a moment in your life that you can trace back to the sort of turning point where you realized that meditation was a central practice for your for your well-being? There's a moment that I that I write about in the book um very briefly. I'd heard that it was that it was good and central practice for my well-being long before I was actually like willing to do it. Um probably years before I was willing to do it. And everyone talks about meditation. I'm like, yeah, that sounds weird like, you know, monks in a cave somewhere and like whatever, that just doesn't apply to me. And then at some point was just searching for something and figure, okay, well, I, I at least have to give this a shot. If so many people are recommending it, you know, that, that means it's at least worth trying. And the moment that I, I think I realized like there's something here was, you know, it was after the trading day. My, my brother worked at the same firm um, and he said something uh, that triggered me. Uh, as, as you know, only siblings can do. And I don't remember exactly what he said and I don't remember the exact words of my response, but I remember like noticing like, 
oh, Michael, you're about to like respond here in a negative way that you're going to wish you could have back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> not, not having the insight to like actually stop and change it, but having this like notice of like, oh, there's, there's a split second here of, of a choice. Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle talks about that in his book. I, th- I think it's the power of now or no, it's maybe it's a new earth or one of the two. But in the introduction, he says he you know went through a period in his life where he was really depressed and having a really hard time in life. And he was laying in bed one day and just experiencing this torment. And he caught himself saying to himself, I can't live with myself anymore. And that really stopped him. And then he said, wait a second, what does that mean? I can't live with myself. That means that there are two of me in here. There's, there's, there's there's a me that is experiencing this torment and then there's another me that's watching it and being affected by it and that key insight for me was like oh wow there that you know you talked earlier about like being a spirit sort of in this body and having the opportunity to breathe every day and i've really come around to that idea that we are very much spiritual beings having a physical experience and that there is uh, an aspect of ourselves that is simply the watcher. It's just watching as the ego goes about its crazy shenanigans. And the more in touch we can be with that quiet, still, small watcher that is sort of behind the scenes, just sort of going for the ride, the like way more uh, drama-free and smooth and peaceful and rewarding life can be. Flow, right? These flow moments where where people are in flow, um, and that's you know, extreme athletes tend to get there a lot. Um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners will be able to relate to a moment when they were you know performing or something where they was just like in flow, and, and time seemed to just disappear in the normal sense. In those moments, we've become like that that watcher, like we we've gotten out of our own way. The, all those those pieces of us kind of become this one thing, and we're no longer watching or judging but but really in this in this moment of 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 just flow which is which is beautiful so when you talk to people about meditation or when they ask you about it you know a lot of people out there are still like whoa you know like you said monks in a cave that's that's a little out there like i don't need to sit there and breathe what do you tell people when you say like this is why it is an essential practice for your for your well-being when they ask you about it how do you how do you describe it or how do you position it i i say look, like, I just know that I'm a better person when I do this. And then I say something like, let's take one minute right now and just like breathe and tell me that you don't feel better at the end of it. And just just to practice. I mean, it's really like, like, like right now, okay, inhale to a count of four, and then exhale to a count of six. And we won't even do a full minute, we'll do like 30 seconds. So it's like inhale to a count of four. And then exhale to six. And then inhale. And exhale. One more. Inhale. Exhale. And that's it. And nobody ever does that. It's like, oh, I don't feel at least a little bit more calm or a little bit better than I did before. Yeah. Yeah. It's really pretty amazingly simple and extremely powerful and grounding. So you wrote that you you have a global goal, or maybe not a global goal, or I guess it is a global goal, to help support 5% of the world's population developing a regu- regular mindfulness practice. Yeah. That's uh, 5% of the population is a big number. Yeah. So I, I had, I'm a, I'm a big goal guy, you know, I, we're, we're 
we're beings that just function better when we have a target to shoot for in that, that experience of trying to figure out like, what's my passion? What do I want to do? You know, what's that thing that excites me? I had a coach who asked me like, how do you want to change the world, Michael? And my answer was like world peace. Like that's freaking so cliche. Like that's so dumb. And then thought about, it. I was like, well, I really would be excited to, to like incrementally raise the consciousness of humanity and then got more into meditation and was like, raising the consciousness of humanity, like how do you even measure that? That's also this like arbitrary thing. But 5% of the world's population having a mindfulness practice, like that's something that my brain can kind of wrap its head around. TM did some studies. Um, and when I first created this goal, like the numbers in my, in, in my head about the studies were way off. But it's essentially like, I want to say 1.3% of the population practicing TM had like a 23 or 25% decrease in crime rates. That was statistically significant. And there were like no kind of co-founding variables. Um, and I was like, that is crazy. TM being transcendental meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Transcendental meditation. So actually I have a question about that. How is transcendental meditation different from what we just did or from other types of meditation? It's mantra based, meaning you go and they'll give you a a particular sound to kind of focus on. So instead of your breath being the anchor of your attention and bringing, bringing your awareness back to your breath, you'll repeat a sound. Um, and it's, it's, you know, a, a special sound, um, and it's unique to you, but it's essentially a tool to help you get into that meditative state. The other, the other thing that they do really well is provide, um, accountability, um, and, and kind of help people really start, start the habit. So to have someone that's there kind of helping you get started and, and you have to show up and kind of do it and you pay a lot of money, which then, you know, also creates this like, well, I paid a lot of money. I might as well <laughs> do this thing. And th they encourage two, two practices of 20 minutes a day. Two practices of 20 minutes a day. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I'm a big fan of uh, Headspace. I've been doing it for 567 days now in a row. Uh, and it's, it's, nice. been a, it's been a total game changer for me. But I'm wondering if you have apps that you've tried and recommend or do you just go app free and just rely on your own sort of in, inner sense of um, guidance? Yeah, I, I use some apps. My wife uses Headspace. Um, she she just recently, I think, passed a 100 day streak or maybe she's even like maybe that was a month or so ago. Anyway. She's so proud. She's like, look, look at my strong mind. Uh, yeah, your little those, badge that you get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so great. Um, for those of you that, that that haven't seen Headspace, there's like a, a little, an image of a brain, and and you, it gets stronger. Like it's, hers is lifting this huge barbell above its head, which is awesome. But so I, I've used Headspace before. I like Headspace. I've used, you know, I mentioned the Muse, which is just gives that that biofeedback, so it helps me to kind of see like, oh, okay, when I'm thinking in this part of my brain or when I'm having this type of thought, it tends to create this response. The Muse is that's the headband you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. The Muse. Okay. There's a bunch of free downloads. Seems like more and more people are putting out meditation tracks, but I have a couple that are they're called binaural beats, so they they play a different frequency in each ear, and that kind of helps your brain to sync up. Jonathan Fields has some good stuff. There's uh, Fish and Lakiani's got a six phase meditation practice that I've been using a lot in the morning. So I really try and try and incorporate a bunch of different things. And the reason that I say you know five percent of the population in a mindfulness practice um, is I don't I don't think there's any one type of meditation that's necessarily like the be all end all for everybody. But just the idea of taking that space, developing a, a better relationship with your thoughts and, and, and giving yourself just, just a little bit of, of space outside of the hustle and bustle to just, to just be and be present and be a human being for, and breathe. It just, it just does wonders.
All right, guys, hope you enjoyed part one of my chat with Michael. Uh, I know I certainly did. It was a short segment, this first part, but the parts two and three coming over the next couple of weeks are, are much longer and we go even deeper. In fact, next week we kick off with why he was excited when Donald Trump was elected president. He didn't vote for Donald Trump. He didn't vote for Hillary either. He, he had an absentee ballot, didn't have a chance to mail in, but uh, he certainly didn't want Trump to win, but he talks about why uh, he feels that even somebody that he doesn't want in office is a huge opportunity. It may be what, exactly what you're thinking, or it may not be. Uh, excited to bring you part two next week where we, we dive deeper into some of this stuff. As far as picks of the week go, I'll go first. My pick of the week is 22-Minute Hardcore, which is a workout program from none other than Mr. Tony Horton, which we had on the podcast in a Redux Encore episode interview series late last year, just a few episodes ago. Uh, I love that man. <laughs> I'm pretty shameless about it. He has, his work, his life's work has changed my life. And I know so, so, so many others around the world. And P90X at this point almost feels antiquated to me now. I I do, you know, these workouts every morning. I was doing Body Beast for a while. And, you know, Body Beast is great, but it's it's very, this is fitness nerd Trevor talking, by the way, in case you were wondering, how did this guy change gears so quickly from meditation to lifting weights and I don't know, something in my head feels like they don't always go together. But Body Beast is great if you want to build muscle and be a bodybuilder, but it's not the greatest if you want kind of overall athleticism. And another thing I'm discovering through the artist way uh, and kind of spending this time and mindfulness and beginning to design my life is that uh, I really want to be back in the pool. There's something about the water and swimming with my team out here, Southern California Aquatics, uh, which I haven't been in the water with for quite a while now. But there's something about being in the water that really feeds my spirits. And I've just felt really called back to the pool. But uh, a body beast body is not going to work well in the water. So I switched gears. I plugged into 22-minute hardcore, which is a an eight or nine week, if you count the hell week, nine week, basically body weight boot camp program. You can get a sandbag to go with it. But it's a lot of pull-ups, chin-ups, burpees, mountain climbers, shuffles across the floor, push-ups. It's really intense and as the name implies it is only 22 minutes but i gotta say it's one of the hardest 22 minutes i've i've ever experienced uh i could go on and on there's a a 10 minute warm-up that i do with it every morning called cold start and there's an abertine after a few of the workouts every day so it's not always exactly 22 minutes it's usually i usually block out 45 minutes but the workout you can get in in those 45 minutes from head to toe is incredible. I'm on week four right now, and I am just absolutely in love with this thing. And I, I do feel like it's really set me up for success in the water, which I'm going to be getting back into uh, in about a month. So that's my pick of the week, 22 Minute Hardcore. Link to it on the website if you'd like to check it out. And if you do check it out, and you'd like to work out with me and a few other people, I have a private group that I run where we're all doing different programs, but a lot of us have done 22 Minute Hardcore and still are doing it. And it's just cool to go through it with other people that have uh, have done it before. So you do it at home on your own schedule, but you check in online to the group, and we all support and motivate each other and ask questions and share knowledge and tips. It's, it's really pretty cool. So if you'd like to check that out, please do, uh, and let me know if you'd like to join us. It's totally free. So AJ, AJ's pick of the week. What you got, brother? So my pick of the week this week is an app. I know I've done apps in the past, but... It's an it's an app and it's a it's a little bit different than most apps you might find out there. Um, it was passed along to me by an artist that I have worked with in uh, a musical that uh, a musical workshop actually that I did when I was still in New York. 
And she is a uh, trans musical theater uh, performer. So it makes sense that she would want to be super involved in uh, what's going on with our uh, politics these days. But it's an app called Countable. And it really ma- it makes it super easy for you to get involved with your uh, with the political process in in the U.S. So if you're listening to this, you're not from the U.S. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you can download it anyway if you're curious. But it has all kinds of stuff in there. There's news. Uh, you can connect with people, either your friends or um, p- other, you know, uh, just random people that are in the app to discuss discuss issues. When you put in your postal code, it shows you who your representatives are and it gives you a really easy way to contact those people so that your voice can be heard. You can leave them video messages, phone messages, um, emails, I believe. I haven't explored the entirety of the app, but what a really awesome way to get involved right now and um, especially right now um, with everything that's going on. So uh, the app is called Countable. And it's available on both iOS and Android. So um, we're not leaving out our Android friends this time. So check it out. Uh, Countable.us, I believe, is their website. And, of course, there'll be a link in the show notes. All right. Countable. There it is. That sounds awesome. I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, I am really, mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, anxious maybe, but not necessarily anxious because there's no fear in it. I'm just, uh, I'm really fascinated by what I think these next few weeks and months are going to look like under a Trump administration. Uh, Whether you voted for him or not, I think it's pretty hard to argue that his rhetoric and his administration and his actions so far in just these first few days in office are not divisive. If anything, they are polarizing uh, the the country uh, into really one side versus the other and certainly mobilizing people. And I was just reading this morning that... He um, just signed an executive order to to restart construction of the uh, Keystone XL and North Dakota Access Pipeline, which were hard fought and hard won victories by environmentalists. And I'm a passionate environmentalist, I believe, very strongly in taking care of the planet and other species. And species are dying off at about 10,000 times the natural uh, rate of die off right now. And it's directly linked to human activity. So stuff like this is is pretty terrifying. Plus, he's also his administration has has ordered a complete freeze on the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. They're basically not allowed to hand out any grants, sign any memos, do anything uh, for the time being, which is apparently not terribly um, out of place for a new administration. But in this case, it is because it's a full stop when usually there's just sort of like the administ- the new administration wants to sort of get a handle on things and, and not have the, uh, the different agencies doing stuff on their own before the administration can kind of step in and start to shape those things. But in this case, uh, everything I've read is that this is actually very sort of alarming how incredibly um, strong-armed uh, some of these agencies feel, especially the EPA. And if you've looked at Trump's cabinet there's definitely reason to be a little concerned. Um, but I'm, in, I'm excited to see how things pan out over these next few weeks and months um, just because it's activating people. 750,000 plus people marching in L.A. during the Women's March last week. Uh, I know I'm talking a lot about politics here, so I'll wrap this up. But um, exciting times, guys, right? Exciting. That's one word for it. Exciting. All right. So picture of the week. That is 22-minute hardcore and Countable.us, links to those on our website. Today's episode of Inside Acting was produced and hosted by me, Trevor Algott. 
AJ, our co-host, sent in the pre-recorded segment and will be joining us again very soon. Jen Levin is our production coordinator. Gadali Gubrek is our marketing and web director. And Deborah Smith is our community manager. Fern Lim designed our awesome logo. You can sign up for our weekly email dispatch and listen to all of our episodes at our website, InsideActing.net. Also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. We're all over the place. And if you do nothing else... A nice review on iTunes really goes a long way for us. Giving us a nice five-star review and sharing what you enjoy about the show helps other people discover the show and trust that it's something to to check out, and it really helps us grow. iTunes is definitely the go-to for podcasts uh, on the web, so uh, leaving us some love there uh, really, really helps. And if you'd like to financially contribute, you can certainly do that as well. One-time donations are always welcome. No amount is too small. You can uh, donate to the show at insideacting.net slash contribute. We accept payments via Square, PayPal, and Venmo. And if you'd like to sign up as a member, you can do that too, insideacting.net slash members or membership. Both uh, links will take you to a place to sign up. Uh, and you can contribute 7 bucks a month and get access to our community and perks and gatherings and all sorts of cool stuff, including the Artist's Way Cluster. Big thanks to our sponsors, Rehearsal Pro and VO2GoGo.com, and a big thanks to you guys who have supported this show so far, those of you who are thinking about supporting it as well. Really, really appreciate your love. All right, that's it for episode 264 of Inside Acting. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, breathe. Breathe.